two weeks ago, we were uh, talking about a parable, and I would just like you to remind your neighbor what that parable was. So how'd you do? Did you remember? So what in this kind of this section of the room, what parable did, did y'all remember? The sower. Did, did you make one up? Your lips are moving, but <laughs> how about did, did did sowing come into the conversation in the middle section? Mm-hmm. How about over here? We're all able to nailed it. It's great. Well, last week I kidded Noel because he jumped over. Jesus tells the parable of the, of the sower, and then he goes into a conversation with his disciples about understanding parables, and then tells the full parable, and then goes over to the measure you use will be measured to you. And Noel just skipped over the difficult paragraph, and he left it with me, just dropped it in my hands. said, here you go. So parable, small story with a big idea this morning, understanding a parable. So Jesus was a storyteller. He was a great storyteller. And many times his stories were parables. And parables, as our title said, are small stories, but they have a big idea. Or they're stories that call for a response. So the parable of the sower, as we read it without explanation, called for a response. Anybody remember what that response was? Listen. Marinelle and I had a good conversation about that. So the story begins with, listen, a sower went out to sow. And then it ends with, let Anyone with ears to hear, listen. So the point of that parable is listen. So the question is, who's listening? Who has those ears to hear and is listening? So we follow up with Jesus and his disciples. When Jesus was alone in Mark 4... Those who are around him, along with the twelve. So it's a group of the twelve. He called to follow him plus more. That grew to be 72. And he said to them, or those, they asked him a question. Excuse me, I jumped ahead. Those twelve asked him about, they asked him about the parables. We don't have the question. So Jesus answered and said, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. 
But for those outside, everything comes in parables in order that they may indeed look but not perceive. They may indeed listen but not understand so that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? So let me just kind of throw that out. That's what the conversation is. And then just kind of pick some of those things and try to work our way through explaining it a little bit. So those around Jesus include the 12, and then a group that grows to be 72, and then there were crowds of people. And at times those crowds were thousands of people. So what Jesus is saying, this group with me right now are those which are in the group of 12. Maybe it's not totally 72 yet, but it's moving towards that. So those groups are in, and then he talks about those that are out. So this idea of in and out is presented. So then the question is, what does he mean by that? Well, what I would like to suggest to you is that those that are in, they are in the kingdom. And what that means is that Jesus has shown up, and when Jesus begins his his ministry, he says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has drawn near. Repent. So that's, if you just follow the story of Mark, that's what the story is so far. It's no more than that. So the only way to be in is to respond to Jesus, to start following Jesus. That's how you begin to enter the kingdom. Then he says something really interesting to this group. I have given the mystery of the kingdom. Now, I don't want to take a lot of time with that, but I want to take enough time so that it's not just hanging out there. That word, mysterion, is one of my favorite Greek words. It's the secret thoughts. It's the plans. It's the dispensations of God, which are hidden from the human reason, as well as all other comprehension below the divine level, and hence must be revealed to those for whom they are intended. Example, when Jesus asked the twelve later in his ministry, who do people say that I am? Well, some say, and some say, and some say, and Peter says, well, you're the Messiah. You're Christ. You're the King. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, hey, good job. But guess what, Peter? You didn't find that in a book. You you didn't reason your way to that conclusion. Even by listening to me or seeing what I'm doing, you didn't arrive at that. What happened is that my father revealed to you who I am. So the idea that God is speaking to people That's why it's really important that people are listening. God is speaking. God is revealing. Now, again, some people wig out. They just go, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're talking about relationship. We're not talking about the etching out of doctrine. We're talking about a living God with a voice, with people and conversation. And God making known to us what we ourselves could not discover without his, without his voice. 
That's the mystery. The mystery of the kingdom is that Jesus is the king. The mystery of the kingdom is that the kingdom has arrived prematurely. The mystery of the kingdom is, oh man, you don't seem to be the Messiah that we thought you were supposed to be. That's the mystery of the kingdom. So you've already started into the kingdom under the rule of God, being reestablished in relationship with God. And the parables, well, I thought that y'all would understand those. I think there's something just like incredibly interesting going on. There's a first question in Jesus' answer. The first question when he was alone, those who were around him along with the twelve, Asked him about the parables. It doesn't say they asked him about the parable that he just taught, but about the parables. So I, I'm thinking they're saying, you know, Jesus, we're, we're, we're not really sure that the parables are really effective. Hey, Jesus, the crowd, they, crowd, they didn't seem to get the point of the story. You told the story, but we were looking around and people just didn't seem like they got it. And then Jesus says, well, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. You've said yes to following me and when I've announced that the kingdom has arrived and that I'm the king. But for those outside, everything comes in parables. So Jesus explains, hey, I've had to, I've had to shift my teaching a little bit because there's been some resistance His family came to him thinking he was insane. We need to take Jesus back home and get him well. The Sadducees came along, the religious scribes, the leaders, and said, he does what he does by the power of the devil. So Jesus, in a sense, because there's resistance to his kingdom announcement, begins to teach a different way in parables that cause people to ponder, that make room for a God to speak to those that are really leaning into what Jesus is saying, for those that are resisting his announcement, for them to walk away and go, yeah, that's what I thought. He had nothing to say. Jesus, in that first question and answer, I just, I just imagine as he's, as he's explaining, well, this, I mean, this is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing I think, he, I, think, I think he knew because he had that intuitiveness about him. But I think he started to notice on the faces of the 12 and the others, there's, there's kind of a blank stare here as I'm explaining this. And so I think I, I see a smile on Jesus' face. I don't see a frown. And I, he goes to the next question. And that next question is, you don't understand this parable, right? You didn't get it. It's not that they didn't get it. You didn't get it. And again, I think it's with a smile on his face. But I think that they they had a hard time telling, we didn't get the point of the story. (laughs) And then then Jesus follows it. Well, then, and if if you don't get this parable, the parable of the sower then how are you going to get the rest of the parables that are common? And so I think that there was some, I think there was a conversation, you know, Master, no, 
We don't understand the parable. So any of us that didn't understand the parable, you should be you should be okay with yourself. Because these first disciples didn't get it either. And they would say something, I think, like, you know, we knew you were saying something important about the kingdom, but we just did, we didn't get it. This, this kingdom message, this is really new to us. I mean, you're just turning our world upside down with this announcement of the kingdom. We thought it was supposed to be later. We thought you were going to be different. You know, you know the religious authority, they're not buying into this. So truthfully, it's not just those outside of the kingdom, those outside of following Jesus at this time, but it's also sometimes those that are in the kingdom who do not gain any spiritual insight from these small stories with big ideas. You see, it really does come down to whoever has ears to hear. Listen. Now, come on. Everybody in this room has ears. So let me see your ears. Everybody flap your ears. Everybody's got it right. We all got ears, right? There's not a single person in this room that doesn't have no ears. I don't think anybody has one ear. We all have ears. Yes? And sometimes... We use these ears that we have to listen, right? But you know what? It's also true, (laughs) isn't it? At other times, we have ears, but we're not listening, right? Isn't that our experience? And that is that not a human experience? And so what this parable is about and what this, this time with Jesus is about is that, hey, God is trying to communicate to us spiritual truths about his kingdom coming and coming and the king that's here and where this world is going and what God's up to And sometimes we hear it and sometimes we don't. And Jesus is telling us this parable to really explain to us what keeps us from listening. So first of all, there is an adversary. There is an enemy. That's why we pray. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us as far away from temptation as possible because we're vulnerable, because we're gullible, because we'll take the bait every time. Deliver us from the evil one. There is an evil one who loves to rob. And in this context, he loves to rob God's announcement of his kingdom's arrival as soon as possible because he knows that those of us following Jesus, if that seed of the kingdom finds that good soil, we become dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Our world will begin to turn toward the better, toward freedom, away from darkness into light if that seed gets there. So as quickly as possible, there is this adversary who wants to rob any seed about the arriving of God's kingdom, about Jesus being the king. 
about where this world's going as quickly as possible. That's there. That keeps us from hearing. Also, if we enter into the kingdom thinking that, hallelujah, you know, tomorrow the age to come is going to be here and baby God's going to, oh, wow, it's going to be great. And all of a sudden we run into trouble and hostility and the result of that is disillusionment. And we just say, I'm not going to listen anymore. I don't see enough evidence of God's kingdom arriving and bringing that new age that he promises. Then also there's worries. The Bible defines time. The timeline of history from the Bible is this present evil age and the age to come. The writer of Hebrews says, we can taste the powers of the age to come in this present age. But sometimes our worries in this present age begin to quince any of that breaking in of the, of the kingdom age to come. We're so worried about the here and the now that we miss these moments of the kingdom breaking in. That keeps us from listening. He also says the deceit of earthly riches. And I thought about the instruction that Jesus gets. Seek first the kingdom of God. Again, the context of that is, and let me provide everything else for you. I want to be your provider. Stop worrying about being stylish. I can make you as stylish as the wildflowers that are about to pop in the hill country. Stop worrying about what to eat. I provide for every bird. So it's really seek first my kingdom. Don't get caught up in the pursuit of wealth. And man, you know, that, that's just a reality in our world, isn't it? In the culture that we live in, we live in the wealthiest country on the planet with the greatest consumer debt. So the deceit of earthly riches, if, that, if we keep, keep pursuing that, then we're not hearing. We're not listening. We have ears, but they're not hearing. The kingdom message of Jesus. Then finally, the desires for a multitude of other kinds of things but not the kingdom of God. So we can have all kinds of desires. Desires not always evil. So it can even be good desires. But if those desires aren't centered on, the king has arrived. The kingdom of God has arrived. God has come. He's rescuing us. He's turning this thing around. He's setting things right in human history and he won't be stopped until it's complete. That desire begins to well up. If, if that's not the desire that's really driving us, then other desires compete and we're not hearing. So I think what Jesus is saying in just simple terms is God is communicating to those that are following Jesus. And that would include those in the past, in the 12, in the 72, and you and I sitting in this room today. 
So I'd like you, what I'd like you to do, just kind of still your heart. Kind of put yourself into a listening mode. That's right. Getting, you know, I'm listening. Father, I'm listening. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And then let me read the second parable of the sower. And I think what I'd like you to do is just listen. What is the Holy Spirit communicating to you? What is he communicating to us? What, what, what's blocking our hearing of the announcement of our king and his kingdom? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root. Endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word. And it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word. And accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Let whoever has ears listen.